last couple of days, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. The hike from Lululemon was such an incredible experience, and I wanted to highlight some of the individuals that I was able to connect with on the hike and grow such a great friendship with along the way. Our last guest today is Nick Sambrato. Nick is a fantastically intelligent individual. You'll get to see it here. His esoteric philosophical views are by far some of the most interesting views that I've ever heard or been a part of. The conversations that we would have all throughout the hike were something that were always shifting my perspective into new directions. And I thought, man, I got to get him onto the show and allow him to open up his mindset to our Creating Space tribe. I hope you've enjoyed this Lululemon-inspired week, and I hope that you've taken just as much as I have from this incredible set of entrepreneurs that I was so lucky to be able to bring to you. Without any further ado, though, let's hop into Nick Sambrato's story, and I want you guys to listen in as Nick kind of peels back the layers of his viewpoint and takes you guys for a ride. So let's get just to that. Here we are, the last Lululemon episode with Nick Sambrato. Nick, what's happening, my brother? Hey, man. How are you doing, brother? Thanks so much for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm excited just to, to be with you again. It's always good to be with you, brother. Yeah, man. We had uh, far too many good conversations, and, and it's only right to throw a microphone in it and rec- hit the record button and see where it goes, man. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Uh, so I see right now we're doing this via we're hosting this via Skype. I see you're out in what looks to be a, a garden, maybe, and you're watching. You got a little bit of the sun coming up behind your back. Yeah, that's right, man. This is uh, this is it's my uh, it's where I get down, bro. This is my spot. I, um, maybe I don't know. It's been a year and a half. You know, we've been growing. Um, yeah, I was doing apartment life there for a while and. Got into the idea of growing out on the patio. Got a, uh, a notice that all my plants had to come off the patio from the landlord, and I was like, "Done." I put in my notice right away. Bought a house with a yard and got going on it. Man, I was just really like, I just got sold so quick when I got into it. I tried forever to try to grow things, and, and I was terrible and terrible and terrible, killing, killing, killing all the plants. And then um, once you realize. Um, it's just like anything that wants to be alive. It just takes work, you know, and dedication, you know, like uh, it just clicks and it just happens, man. And then, you know, the garden is the ultimate metaphor for everything, you know, uh-huh. like it takes time and love and attention. So this has been a big part of my content experience, a big part of my experience experience and my letting go and relaxing experience um it's just it's just being here just and and learning all about it and and how to move with the seasons and how to grow the food that we eat and and um it's been a wonderful extension of of my relationship with my special lady friend who her passion is cooking um so i i i've really put a focus on my passion of creating the food that she cooks and it's been a just a beautiful thing man you can you can create you can create love from from decisions. You can create anything you want from decisions. You know, um, your decisions are the ultimate power, man. And they become, you know, uh, your habits. They become who you are, and then they become what you love. And that's been my garden story, man. What's your best decision as far as uh, vegetable or fruit that exists in your garden? Oh man, just the other um, just the other day, I finally. Um, ponied up and bought this established fruit tree um fruit trees take forever for the most part most <laughs> yeah. take years and um there's this guy named robert and he's 80 years old and he lives just a few miles down the road and he is a legend 
He has uh, just, I mean, a botanical garden in his backyard of edibles that he just sits in his little glass doorway sleeping all day and waits for people to knock on his door and be like, hey, man, I'm here to buy some plants. And then he gets up and brings you in his backyard, which, I mean, no irrigation, does it all by hand. And the amount of fruits and vegetation back there is just insane. So, um, so I've been trying to get this kind of rare fruit tree from for years and it's um it's just a little more than i want to spend on it and finally you know this guy uh somebody a developer bought his land and he's moving out to the burbs and and it's kind of a wild thing you know just kind of leaving the ability to do what you know drives him every day and and um this every time i went there he'd give me one of these these fruit which is called a peanut butter fruit tree and it's like it's just a really wild little what fruit. is a f- peanut butter fruit tree it's um, it's a fruit that tastes like peanut butter and has the texture of peanut butter. And oh, every time wow. I go there, he give me one. I always wanted it, and now that he can't have it in his yard anymore, he's moving on. It's been bequeathed to me, and uh, this was just like last week. So that's the thing I'm most excited about. I come out every day. I'm like, what's the peanut butter fruit tree doing? <laughs> it's just been that uh, I don't know. It's weird to get just amped up about. It's weird to get amped up about plants, man, but I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. so it sounds like that's what you're juiced about, man. You've got an environment all around you which is just uh, nurturement. You're nurturing yourself. You're nurturing your relationship. You're nurturing plants. That is the essence of Nick Sambrato, if I'd be honest, man. Would you say that? Yeah, man, intentionality, um, a focus on trying to be more so. I was a careless, careless person. For a very long time, um, definitely, uh, you know, nature and nurture. I was definitely nurtured and had the nature to be something that was a nurturer. But um, I was pretty, I was pretty careless as a human. So um, I'm just claiming, you know, the light that is, you know, that is ultimately mine to claim, which is like you're saying, just nurture and nurturing things. So it's, it's, you know, it's definitely a journey because I spent so many years forming habits that were, are pretty unhealthy and bad, man. And, um, but it's wild to start seeing yourself every day, uh, for who you are here today and not who you thought you were. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you would talk yeah. about that inherited legacy, right? Who you thought yeah. you were, or who you thought, um, you needed to be, or were going to be. That's, that's very real. And I, yeah. I understand that being an athlete thinking that I couldn't do anything else, thinking that soccer was all I had, thinking that I needed to treat women, um, the way that I was as, as far as uh, only keeping them in arm's distance, you know, and, and, and you inherit that through what society really tells you. Um, and it's not until you become intentional with the way you want to act that you, be, that you walk into your own light, right? So um, what, is, what is this light that you're talking about that, that you have? Talk to me a little bit about who Nick Sambrato sees when he looks in the mirror. Uh, man, I don't know what I have, but uh, yeah, uh, what I see and what I feel, man, um, I've really embarked on a path to try to create um, connections to everything, right? Um, what is it? Errol Morris, he said so many things that really touched me as a documentary filmmaker, and uh, he mentioned his films as vehicles of empathy at one point, and that phrase was just like, wow, man, you know, not just films, but, you know, everything can be a vehicle of empathy if you choose it to be so. And um, just embracing that, man, I had a really cool conversation with Helen, um, who's on the Lululemon trip. She's one of the leaders there. 
uh, the other day, and she, I could just see how much natural empathy and love just lit. She just radiated it. The kind of person, like, like she would cry for me if I told her my my hurt right now. Whoever that is, me being the proverbial me, whoever you. And um, and we we're just talking about that, and I really was able to see and and kind of share with her, like, you know. Um, I don't know what I used to have for people who were just naturally so empathetic, but it was, I mean, it wasn't disdain, but I didn't get it, you know? And, um, it was, and then I, uh, we were just having this great conversation. I started to tell her how I started through these vehicles of empathy, right? Storytelling, great storytellers, and then great relationships. I started to see, um, and create channels of empathy the humans that were naturally empathetic and I started to really recognize that people who really carry a connection and a burden to other humans both the way we directly connect right and indirectly connect um, directly connect you know the words I say to you the way I touch you or don't um, the way I can even look at you there's a lot of power even in that the indirect connections, the thing, the way we move through the world and the decisions we make, everything wants to be alive, the good and the bad, once you birth it. Um, so starting to realize that we're all so connected and that just started to develop that strong desire and that respect through these empathy vehicles, seeing the stories, seeing people, being in relationship with people who really move to the world with a level of integrity and respect for other humans, both the way they indirectly and directly connected with them. And I started to see that more as real, not something to be judging, but something to, to try to walk in, um, you know, and move that way. I'm not anywhere near entirely whole on that, but, um, you know, getting back to what I was saying with Helen, I started to say, like, I started to really recognize people who have that natural hurt. And, and, and desire to understand and connection to people is, is something that, I don't know, I started connecting more to something, I mean, it's not biological, you know, it's definitely not, but, but thinking, like, what if it is? What if it, you know, what if that is more of the evolution of what should be? The people who are born and, 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 and hurt for other people is a longer extension of the fight or flight, you know, that is so primitive in me, right? Oh, shit, a bear right there, you know? Right. Um. We don't feel that about, you know, the long reach of the decisions that we make. And um, how, do we, those how do we develop, you think, that level of empathy if we don't have a strong level of empathy? How do we grow that muscle of empathy? I think um, you can be whatever it is, you know, you can increase the probability of what, you know, what you want to manifest in your life just through decisions. Decisions, um, the little decisions, they become habits. Habits become rituals. Rituals become needs. Needs, um, you start to desire and want them. They become who you are. They become your love. So decision, decision is the ultimate power. Point yourself in the direction and then decide to move towards that light, right? Move right. towards that sun. But understand that, you know, a sun, it rises and it sets and it's always in motion. So don't think there's a destination in the sky, which is where you land. You know, that thing's moving. Everything is dynamic. So when you do that, you can remove the idea of self-judgment saying, I thought I was going to be here. I'm not here. 
no, man, you're where you should be because you were deciding to move towards that light. And it is what it is every day. And you'll never have enough control to say, I will land at this coordinate exactly here. Um, all you can do is move in the general direction you want. And you do that by decisions. So what if you you are feeling like the thoughts that are inside your head, maybe that uh, critical eye is forcing you, these loops that you're caught in is forcing you to go towards a sun that you don't want to go towards, right? Like there are so mm-hmm. many people who get caught up in that hamster wheel of criticism for their themselves and self-judgment, right? And mm-hmm. it pushes them to go to spaces that they don't want to be in, right? There's a lot of self-judgment and, and the decisions that they're making really are just a byproduct of these loops that they get caught in. How do you break the loop, Nick, and get towards the sun that you really want to get towards? Mm. Man, I, I don't know the secret to that, but what you're tapping <laughs> into is a very, very powerful thing. Self-judgment, self-criticism is such a powerful force. It's such a thing to stop you from deciding, right? The only way you move is decide. The only way you move forward is to decide. You know, decision is the ultimate power, you know, and maybe you can make a little decision, but then you judge yourself because it's not the one that the ultimate one. It's just a little one that enables you to make a big one later, but you're still not there. So you're judging yourself or maybe you can't. You're paralyzed by self-doubt, you know, like self-doubt. is just it's poisonous, man. How you break that, I don't know, but I do know that I was very, very fortunate to be, you know, raised in a way where that wasn't something that was very real for me you know the outside world makes that real right you all go through it very hard years and awkward years hurtful years careless people malicious people but you know um i was really i was really instilled with a high level of of self-worth um which i will always be grateful for man always be grateful for and then Where'd you know that maybe come from? was that directly from your mother or your father? It comes from my mother for sure. You know, um, there was never pressure on me to say that you needed to be in this place. So I didn't have that static spot I had to be in, and it was more of like you can go wherever you want to go. You're good enough. You're strong enough. You're beautiful. You you know I love you. Uh, just positive things. But it wasn't you know blowing smoke up my ass per se. Maybe a little bit, and that can generate some other stuff you have to reconcile, whether it's ego or other things, but. Um, maybe it's people, you know, at the end of the day, and this is really actually a big part of things, you know, um, if you desire to change, if you desire to be somewhere, only you can decide that and only you are on that journey. There is a connection we have with people, right? Direct and indirect, um, that can enable or disable you from being able to do that and if you are if your wagon's hooked to you know a star that's 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 um imploding people you know people who don't want to change people who um won't make the decision that that help you manifest nothing but doubt maybe the first decision is is not to be there people right the self-worth i have comes from people and connections Right, the inability to you know to relative you know be relatively um, void of self judgment that that comes from relationships. So how do you break that? I don't know, but I'm willing to bet 
I'm willing to bet that if you carry a lot of self-doubt, having a good community around you will go a long way, go a long way in that, and good people, and that could be professional, and that could be just pure personal relationships, but you know, you need those connections to help empower you to make decisions to get out of that space. I really do believe in mentorships and, and having mentors, multiple mentors in different spaces. Um, to go back to the analogy of being the gardener, I think you're always looking to have good gardeners to help you flourish um, and to cultivate you as a human being and, and sprinkle a little bit of water and shine some sunlight on you and help you help you grow along the way, right? Especially as you evolve and get bigger and need more. Um, so mm-hmm. to speak, uh, I have a great group of mentors here in Charlotte who are really helping my life accelerate in the direction towards the sun that I'd like to, to head in. And I'm forever thankful. So I think that when you talk about a community and connection, I think getting around people who are aligned and think the way you think and then are at a, a, a higher level than you and can help raise your vibration from a low vibration to a higher vibration. I think that's um, a good way to start. Uh, and, and it's never a bad thing, is it, Nick, to ask for help? No, absolutely not. I think um, breaking the cycle of self-judgment also, you know, there's never one thing. Nothing is singular in its dimension right nothing is black and white so that question you asked again i'll say i don't know right (laughs) Right. but i can say that nothing is singular so if one of the answers is community and mentorship and positive attitude the other answer is um breaking the cycle can begin with saying i don't know right or i need help right or it's just not so that level of humility that you can introduce, once you understand that, once you accept that, once you can no longer take it personally that you don't know or that you need help, right? You know, um, I mean, all of these great narratives, you know, all of these great programs, religion, they have a lot of things in common or a lot of great, you know, truths to them, whether you take them as a whole, uh, some of their, you know, of their parts, you just take parts from them, right? Admitting you have a problem, is the first step, right? Sure, sure. Uh, humility, right? What's that trying to, you know, you know, self-identify and humility, right? Um, if you can walk, and that's, for me, that's an exercise in decisions. Like, I try hard to say, I don't know, right? I'll riff for a long time after and try to say, hey, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but like, I truly recognize, like, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Don't base your um don't believe you're an expert when you just know the headlines right this is one of the things i live by it's something that struck me out of a book you know um i think we shared a little bit about this you think a lot of people in life walk through life with superficial knowledge oh we all do absolutely and that's fine if you can understand that right and, and, and not put so much stock in the superficial because that will fall out from you so fast if you believed it was true but really it was superfluous. Then what happens is the rug will be pulled out from under you real quick. But if you walk through life self-aware and you're like, all I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 you know, this is what I have but I don't know if it's all. When that falls out from under you, there's no real impact in that, is there? No, not like, at oh, all. Like, oh, yeah, hold on loosely, man. Hold on loosely. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I was I was chatting with Cheryl Grace, a feng shui practitioner, yesterday, and we were talking a lot about staying in neutral, um, not grasping to the past or clinging 
to the idea of the future, but just sitting in neutral, that's the creative space in feng shui. That's mm -hmm. where you're open and creativity can enter you. Possibility can enter you. Your perception really, or your perspective is large at that point. Yep. And she talked about when you're in angst or when you're suffering, slide your, your gear shifter into neutral, find ways to just be still for a second and see what happens, what comes up. And I thought, that was directly related to the two-mile silent hike that we had um, at the Lululemon event. A lot of things came up in that moment for me. I was, it started with self-judgment when I um, was thinking, man, I can't even be quiet right now. I can't even turn my mind off for a second, right? There was that critical side in the beginning of the hike. And then through the middle of it, there was this wonder and this fascination um, with how I was hopping from rock to rock. And it was a very playful kind of experience because I was looking for the edges and the lines in each rock. And I was trying to put my foot on each one of those and hop from edge to edge. And I was kind of really in this place of self-love because I could remember when my knee was injured and I couldn't do all those things. And, and I felt so athletic again. And, you know, it was this crazy double side of the coin. Started critical went to playful and then got to the very top where the beautiful uh, view was and then was just captivated. Uh, but in that moment, I was in neutral and I just felt so grateful. Uh, how mm -hmm. did that experience, uh, that silent hike, what, what, what did you kind of go through? Did you have waves of experiences like I did? Man, I, I crave things like that. Um, the joy is in the journey, always, in the big picture and in, in the little, right? The destination is, is just a place you stop. Right. There goes them dog. Should I pop inside? <laughs> oh, you're good. You're all good. Uh, everything, uh, everything that comes up, we can edit to, to a certain degree. So don't worry about that. Okay. Um, yeah, the joy is in the journey, man. Um, you know, how long, do, how long do those who scale mountains stay at the peak, you know? Sure. The struggle, the struggle is real, and whether you get there or not, remember, you know, the destination isn't guaranteed, nor is the next step. If you can't learn to really enjoy every single moment, you know, um, <clears throat> these are things you can have without a mountain, Wes. You know, like um, I don't know if you've any spent any time meditating, but that's something I really want to embark on more. Right? I do yoga six, seven days a week. There's a meditative aspect to it but it's it's not just listening you know just just in, in relationship with my breath alone and so i think the next step for me is to try to move to an unguided yoga experience where it's just my body may be doing something i don't know but i'm concentrating on my breath and then maybe eventually i'll be able to sit still and concentrate on my breath and then hopefully i'll be able to move through the world in a way where i can just be and think about my breath there are people who do mindful walking right like they'll take four hours to get across the room thinking about every tiny nuance of the small movements they're making people do mindful eating this is scary for me to think about living that way and i don't want to necessarily let go to that point but to be able to be in relationship with now right now that's wow. a beautiful thing that that's is very thing. that's very powerful um, I've, I've started to get more into meditation 
Um, and I think that it is quite the journey in and of itself, you know, turning off that inner critic or that, that mind mm -hmm. is a, is a task at first and, and anything, any beginning of any battle begins to begins w with some restrictions, right. Or with friction. And, um, I'm getting to the point now where I, 10 minutes, I've, I can get into a 10 minute meditation and I can do it with a little bit of success. And I'm seeing some. I'm seeing some results from it. And is it something that you're doing daily, um, multiple times a day? How often have you bought into it? Man, it's, it's something that I can't even make time for right now. Like I want to, right. Um, so I'm preparing the way right now, right. Um, like my yoga, my yoga practice is, is my primary kind of meditative thing at the moment. Um, but moving in silence, you know, like we did on that walk, you know, I don't, you know, I certainly wasn't meditating on that. I wish, I wish I could be at the point, but I was there in my mind in the silence, enjoying it. I said, you crave those things. Um, so yeah, every day I'm trying to introduce things to slow down with my mind. Um, they're all around the idea of trying to let the thoughts pass by and recognize that, you know, your thoughts aren't necessarily you sometimes. That's right? a great, that's a great way. Who, who, or what are the thoughts you think, Nick? I mean, I don't know, um, but you know, certainly, if you listen to certain, you know, or, or read certain Buddhist philosophers, right? You know, um, you know, or, or others, you know, like you are the observer, right? Sure. In your mind. Um, as far as I try to think about it in my head, um, it's so fascinating, isn't it? You are the observer, the one watching the thoughts and judging the thoughts, right? Yeah, it's wild, man. And wow, who knows? It's crazy. It's crazy, but like. Um, I don't know if you ever, like, I think everybody should learn to write code. Everyone should learn to write code, not because of job security and the modern, you know, the, the eventual singularity and blah, blah, blah. I think everyone should write code because it's, you start to see how the world possibly is made, right? Zeros and ones, binary, if, thens, logic. And, um, you start to see the way these interact and create these multiple levels of, it's just not a singular line of if then, but the dimensions of it, if this, 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 and this, or this, and this, and then that, you know, like then this, sure. and that's, sure. you start to recognize that's how your brain works. Right. And like, you know, um, you know, your brain may, you know, you ask me like how you think, I don't know, but I, I sometimes I think that our brain is just an algorithm machine spitting out these if thens right that get narrowed into a focus through your through your practice and your existence say well these are the way i think so the, these are the, the way i see the world so i'm going to narrow it all down these probabilities and then um so your brain is just constantly spitting this stuff out taking data in and spitting out possibilities narrowed in by whatever bias that you have and i'm trying to um slow down and 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 and, and recognize, you know, possibilities and, and all of these thoughts is what they are, which are just narratives, right? Sure. Um, just, uh, just thoughts flying through the universe, just things happening, nothing to take personally, right? Just, right. just, just the world in motion. Um, and that's where I think things like that walk, that hike, um, things like meditation, things like yoga can position you to, um, get away from, relying solely on, you know, 
the algorithm, the algorithmic response in your brain that says, you know, like, sure, you know, sure, you probably like in soccer, you probably got popped in the nose, you get popped in the nose, you see red, right? <laughs> there's vocal things, like there's certain situations you put me in, I see red, you know, and the worst of me comes out, the most primitive, where I am a slave, the places where I'm the most slave to my primitive mind, where I'm the most slave to um, just being not whatever that, what is, you know, behind, I don't know, but I know it's not something that wants to, to see red. I know it's not something that wants to hurt or hurt anybody. And when I, um, all these meditative style practices for me are a good practice to get to a point where I can, when I used to see red, now I'm just here. And you, and you say, what, okay, here's what that is, right? This guy, Michael Singer likes to say, like, you know, something hap bad happens, and then, like, instead of being like, that so-and-so put their finger out the window and at me and waved this thing, you know, like the middle finger, blah, blah, you know, instead of being there to be at a point where you go, man, it took 13 and a half billion years to get right here so that guy could do that right there. That's pretty <laughs> That is you know? trippy, man. That is trippy. Just slow down, you know, and don't take it personally. Yeah. The, yeah, you're not. That observer, in my opinion, is love right that that is the the core of it all it's just love in my opinion that's how i view mine to be there's there's a, a big soft core inside of there the observer just wants peace and i want to figure out how to use magic your own personal magic to induce love in the hearts of others um yeah by just by your imprint your energetic imprint right so I believe the purpose of this existence is to, to, to find your magic, uncover, um, uncover your magic, grow your magic for, for the light, for the good, for love, and then be a sorcerer to others to help find their magic and then walk in their light. And then six degrees of separation, we're passing the light of love through walking in our passion and in our magic. What do you believe to be the reason that we we exist here on earth yeah man it's a deep one man i'm gonna i'm gonna deep throw one. that deep one to you yeah i mean all we have is here and now and each other in this ecosystem you know um that we that we live in so you know we're we are subservient to the ideas that are being generated not necessarily by individuals, but maybe they begin there and then they're taken over and, and, and grown into these things that move the world, right? Right. Ideas, capitalism, ideas, you know, socialism, ideas, you know, uh, uh, what you're talking about of movement of love, right? Um, I don't know if our purpose is necessarily to be here and, and be part of these tribes that move these ideas through the world, but I think that is certainly part of it. Sure. You know, sure. we're all pushing ideas and narratives, whether we know it or not. Um, for me, my personal journey is becoming more about trying to find a way to peacefully move through the universe where I can reconcile, you know, at the end of the day and be cool with, with the way I walk through the world. And how I judge that is, you know, how I interacted directly and indirectly with all the, the creatures, all the beings, all the things that are alive, 
um, by my decisions, and you can't be perfect and all that. So you have to reconcile it, you know, to out, do my best. Was I honest, you know? Um, so that to me speaks to the purpose has something to do with just being here in some kind of relationship and contributing to the greater organism in a, in a positive way. I wasn't a cancer in this sure. body that we all live in, you know? Um, and if you choose to think that you have, you're part of, um, an idea that you find righteous, then you can find purpose in that. I don't know, sure. you know, but for sure. me, um, for me, I, I do want to move through and, and like leave no impact and, and, a, and a benefit beyond that is something you talked about, like the magic, right? Um, I, I want to, I want, I believe that we suffer as humans and, and, um, why do you think we suffer? I mean, we crave and we cling, we self judge, you know, um, you mentioned that I'm, when I, when I came down from the hang gliding session, and I couldn't let go of my fear of being up there. I was miserable. And you said, hey, man, you were, gra- you were grabbing and clinging to the fear. And it blew, my, it, it blew my mind to think of that because there was something about that feeling that I wouldn't let go of. And it was yeah. just an idea. It was only an idea now that you mention it. Grabbing and clinging, what does that mean to you? Man, I've been in positions just like you and not even, you know, sometimes in, in place of fear, right? Like that, where you're like, you're facing something that's primarily fearful. Um, and I've been in it in dark places where like I'm staring down the barrel of something that I, I'm just like, what is this darkness in me? I can't let it go right now. Um, and once I, I really started to think about and embrace the idea of craving and clinging a little bit more of a Buddhist, you know, kind of, outlook that, um, that those things take you out of now. Right. Um, it's a vicious cycle, right? Like what do you, you know, when you're craving and clinging, you're holding tight, you know, like that's not here. That's not this moment that's elsewhere, whether it's good or bad, whether it's, you know, fear of being in the air or facing, you know, something really dark in you, or, um, or maybe it's even, you know, um, a camp you were at last week that you're still living in in your mind. Sure. Beautiful thing, too. But that's not here. That's not now. Craving and clinging, I don't think, uh, for me, um, is remainder, you know, to, to simply the things that we deem negative. Um, sure, you know, bring memories, bring good things forward, bring life lessons forward. Remember that, you know, that you love this person, all that stuff. But you need to be here now, wherever that is. And so, um, yeah, what that means to me is that it's freedom. You know, it's it's freedom to enjoy the hike. It's it's freedom to um, it's freedom to move through the universe and, and be the observer and live and, and 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 like enjoy the breeze on your face at this moment because you're not thinking about what the breeze was like on that mountaintop, right? Good sure. and bad. I mean, I learned I learned that stuff when I was young that was one of the early, like early things, primary things for me, right? You're good enough. You're smart enough. All that stuff we talked about, like self love and self worth. And then and on the opposite side, I had people in my life when I was a child that I recognized that they, I didn't know the term craving cling, but they lived in the past. You remember uncle Rico from, from Napoleon dynamite? Yep. You know, I was like, I could throw a, 
football over that mountain. Right? <laughs> those people, and I recognize that as like as a source of pain. They were talking about the glory days in a way where it made now nothing. Sure, I didn't like that, and I was a child, and I was just like, I don't want to be that way, right? Um, That's a powerful revelation for a kid. Powerful revelation, maybe the only revelation I ever had. And, um, <laughs> but it was a strong thing, and and I always been trying to move. And, and I tell you, those those are familial things. So like that's nature in me. So I, uh, you know, I started a journey of trying not to be there a long time ago, and that's still a journey for me. You're Real doing hard. well. You're doing well, Nick. Let's be honest, man. You're in a really good space. Your imprint on me from the hike was massive, man. I I loved just being able to get in and connect, have real wholesome conversations. And then because I'm so philosophical and, and, and love it, I just was a junkie and eating up everything you put out because your level of intelligence is above mine in these areas and I wanna I wanna soak up that available knowledge. You talk about uh, you, intentionality. You were you were you were uh, I didn't think you were a liar until right now <laughs> You know, I know I know what I'm good at, Nick, and I know what I enjoy, and I try to keep those things closely connected. Um, so, you know, I do feel that that I learn through conversation. Um, I do feel that I really do enjoy these type conversations. So I try to keep the way I learn and what I love learning about, and I marry the two, and then those people who fit inside that uh that wheelhouse man really have a lot of value to me and i consider you to be one of those human beings oh, thank you brother man i was really touched by our time together as well man you're uh, from the minute we met it's like this is a powerful dude and you know wow, and appreciate uh, that man it's an interesting um i think you're a really interesting part of your journey we all are if we look at it we're all on our journey in interesting places but yours um your position right now and your posture and your journey is really, really cool and admirable. And I'm really like excited to see where we all go. And I'm really excited to see where you go because you're so vocal about the turn that you want to make. You know, it seems like it, you know, you're, you're about on a 180 at this point, yeah, you know, man. yeah, now, that's what it's like the way you say it. And that's a cool thing. These are stories people love. These are vehicles that can move people, right? Cause everyone, while you're still judging yourself as a human, which so much of many of us do, it's admirable. You know, it's admirable when you see people that are making a change because you desire to change. Basically, when people like you know, they, they may be like, "I wish I could do this." Really, what they should, you know, what they're wishing is that they could not judge themselves. You know, sure. Um, I don't know, man. So it's cool. It's really cool that you're you're um, you're speaking so. Uh, candidly about where you are and where your journey is and that's cool that's powerful man and um yeah so that was just a really cool instant connection i really enjoy it yeah man we, we from, our time. from moment one man we uh we hit it off in the in the the car on the car ride i got to learn about what you do and what you're passionate about and that set the stage for most of the hike as we round out this podcast nick it's been a hell of a podcast i'll be honest um what's your intention for nick sambrato and his tribe, uh, garden and his girl, all alike, moving forward. What's what's your vision for Nick and you know moving forward? Um, community. My vision is always um, I like communities. I like building communities. Um, I really 
feel that my vision now is moving more towards like I've got a great group of people that we are just love being together and you know the iron sharpens iron sort of thing yeah and um and my vision is to uh to live in that and grow that more right like um I've got an, a habit of doing that you know two two neighborhoods ago I was able to move 10 of my 10 houses on the same block full of all my friends right wow. last neighborhood apartment complex I was in I was able to uh move you know five different apartments of my friends in now here I am on this street and I'm thinking how do we get community and proximity right um and I think we're getting strong you know moving towards a place where I can live you know without that you know like hopefully more just living on your own strength but I still find a lot of strength in community um so I'm starting to see bigger value the value that is real and being close to my family and my friends so that's that man and the nurturing is all connected to that nurturing you were talking about earlier like the love and the connection the struggle is real and just having people to share it with i think is cool but only you move your journey through but but the support is real last question for you nick and i want you to drop the mic when when i throw this one at you all right buddy give me a word or a phrase that represents happiness to you that presents happiness to me man um i mean the first thing that came was you know the face of my 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 woman wow. but that represents so many things you know it's not just her as a, a creature and a being and a companion but the things that that she evokes in me and drives me to be right the sure. gardener sure in the metaphorical sure. sense right um the empathetic I love her, you know, that these are things that she really awoke in me that were real, that were dormant. And so happiness is that. It's, she represents that. It's all part of that community. Somebody who awakes in you the view that you want to be in this moment here and now. That's happiness, man. Wow. Nick Sambrato, I appreciate you coming on to Creating Space, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, man, it's always good to see you, always good to, to talk to you. I can't wait to be with you again soon. What a ride, right? I mean, this guy is some sort of intelligent, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating to have conversations with individuals who have a viewpoint which is so unique. It was so important to bring Nick onto the show. It was so important to bring all of the individuals that I was able to capture onto the show. I wish I could have been able to get everyone, but I think that that would have been far too big of a task. With that being said, I hope you've enjoyed it. I really hope that these messages continue to resonate with you and that you will reach out and share, like, comment, and even review these episodes on iTunes, on Facebook, or any of the social media sites. Be sure to pass those along. Make sure to let me know what it is you think of the episodes, who it is you'd like for us to get next, and how we can be of better service to you in making sure that we're providing you with the right type of content to inspire you and motivate you to get out and become the best version of yourselves. As always, tomorrow is Mindset Monday. We're going to start your week off with a power punch of positivity headed your way. Make sure you tune in. Get your Monday started on the right foot, and let's do it together. Arthur Younger, you know the deal, my brother. Take us out of here. Good.